Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Seymour, with your other host, Richard Geiger. Well, hello, all three other of you people. <laughs> that Are you indicating we have guests today? Maybe the fantastic uh, Delvin Cox from the Delvin Cox Experience, or the wonderfully talented Lindsey Gray from the Rosenbaum and Gray Hour. Yes, we do. I was just thinking about our imaginary friends, but I guess they're here too. So, <laughs> <laughs> how's everybody doing? I'm hey, everybody. Now, as you can see, this is going to be mildly um, what's the word uh, chaotic. So we'll we'll try and <laughs> keep it as uh, as simple as possible. We are going to be talking about a very serious topic uh, that is extremely important to me. And that is uh, Saturday morning cartoons, because I don't want to talk about politics or anything else that will depress me at this point. I want to talk about Thank something fun. God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about sports. I mean, excitement. I can't do that right now either. My heat loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm. I'm showing my dedication right now. The Bears are on and they're playing and I never get to watch them. And I'm here chatting about Saturday morning cartoons. So dedication for the podcast and for the people that I am talking to. Well, we definitely appreciate it because your insight is going to be critical in this. I, I'm certain of it. It's, it's going to be a key to understanding uh, elements of psychology and... I got nothing, really, after that. And there goes my dog in the background. I apologize. He had something he needed to say. <laughs> yes. Don't we all? Well, oh, I agree, yes. Well, let's, let's start with kind of going with the just the kind of the time frames that we're all we're all coming at this from now i'm i must admit i'm going to cheat just a little bit we're talking about saturday morning cartoons but i'm kind of going to include some uh some afternoon cartoons too because it's kind of the same feel and especially as things have uh changed over the years uh, it's just kind of one of those things that's necessary so now me personally uh i watched most of my daytime cartoons in the 1980s and maybe just a smidge into the 1990s and anything else I saw after that was because of children uh, what about you Richard uh, yes that would be true now I, I will say I still watch cartoons now now the cartoons have evolved but um, it, it's different cartoons are much more accessible there's more variety of them when we watch them uh, we had, what, five TV stations to watch anything on. So there was no DVR. There was kind of a VCR, but not really. So it was appointment television for Saturday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning to watch shows. And we, I mean, my sister was older, so she didn't really watch them with me. So it was just me hanging out in front of the TV. What about you, Delvin? I gotta say, I think I was probably born at one of the best times to watch cartoons in terms of Saturday morning cartoons because I was born exactly in 1980. So I got to see some of the best Saturday morning cartoons and actually watch the ending of Saturday morning cartoons because when I was, I wanna say, getting into high school, junior high school, that's when they started dying off and, you know, the shows like Saved by the Bell happened and California Dreams and that kind of. 
marked the end of Saturday morning cartoons because that that block started to lean towards a more of a teenager audience, and then eventually that block leaned towards a old seventy year and older audience as they just got rid of cartoons completely and put infomercials there and wide world of sports and bowling at that time. So yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Did you get to enjoy some Saturday morning cartoons? I did. Um, so since I was born in 84, I got to enjoy some, you know, late 80s cartoons. Uh, of course, 90s cartoons. And I'll admit some 2000 cartoons. But, you know, nothing, in my opinion, nothing beats everything from like late 80s and early 90s. That was the best time. There's some good stuff in there. Now, I don't know if any of you had the same kind of experience that I did, but um, as Richard was saying, you know, only a handful of channels. And when you grow up in a certain, say, financial bracket, uh, you're kind of limited on on options. So sometimes the the stuff that you would watch would not be the freshest. Um, you mean you mean broke, Ken? <laughs> And you are broke. Yes, yes. You don't get the luxury of watching every cartoon channel because you only have maybe four channels to watch. Period. Yeah, yeah. There, there was there was a certain certain um, uh, roadblock to my to my viewing pleasure in, in the mornings, but that also kind of opened up just a little bit of some of the older stuff. Now, I'm sure you guys are probably already aware that not all of the cartoons that were kind of Saturday morning cartoons necessarily started out that way. A lot of them were primetime cartoons, some of them from the 1940s, 1950s, that kind of transitioned into being kind of those Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, if you think yes. back to the old uh, Flintstones, for example, was kind of in that in that category. Um, now, I didn't watch a lot of the old stuff, uh, like in the 40s and 50s. I mean, I saw some Gumby, uh, Dudley Do-Right, Fractured Fairy Tales, that sort of thing. But uh, did you guys end up seeing any of that older stuff that really just stuck with you? I saw all of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, Me too. I, I can tell you why, because when I was younger, my grandmother used to take us to the flea markets. And they used to sell these cassette tapes for like five bucks. They had all, they were like labeled like 50s cartoons, 60s cartoons, 70s cartoons. And they had a whole bunch of cartoons on it. Like like somebody just got like an SLP tape. For those who don't know, SLP is like the longest version of VHS tapes you can make. And they put like a whole bunch of cartoon shows on it. And they were like hours of like Popeye cartoons, uh, Betty Boop, Woody Woodpecker. Oh, Woody. So, I would just sit there and watch those shows after Saturday morning cartoons go off all day. That was my jam. Jetsons. Jetsons was great, too. Jetsons was awesome. Now, you you seem like a Popeye person, Lindsay. Where, where, <laughs> was that where your interest <laughs> Actually, was? Um, I can remember uh, just watching, like, my parents introduced me to um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. The Rocky and Bullwinkle mm -hmm. show that had Fractured Fairy Tales and, you know, Sherman and Peabody um, and, and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I I remember all that stuff. Just, you know, my parents just teaching me, you know, Flintstones, the Jetsons, uh, an old school cartoon called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. 
Um, (laughs) So I grew up, I I was lucky enough to have parents that just were like, you know, you're not just going to watch the cartoons that they have today. You're going to watch what we, you know, what we grew up with too, which I am very thankful for. Yes. It it is important to learn about moose and squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, and a lot of those, if you think about it, um, did have some live action interpretations of them as well. So they were loved enough and, Stuck around long enough that people tried tried to, uh, you know, make them mainstream in a sense. But yeah, some went better than others. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Now, Does anybody know what Natasha's last name is? Romanov. <laughs> Not Avengers. Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> no, what is it? It's uh, it's Boris Bredinov and Natasha Fatal. Right. Right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I should have remembered that. (laughs) My slowly addling mind is just kind of getting rid of it. Now, there were some kind of interesting things. One of, or at least um, you start seeing commonalities to the people that that work on the projects. I mean, like with anything else, you're going to go from one job to the next and you kind of get these these voice carryovers on some of them that were really kind of interesting. Like I mentioned Popeye back in the day, but uh, Jack Mercer was the voice actor that did Popeye, but he also did Felix the cat. So, I mean, you kind of, you would hear these voices that would go from point to point, or you'd even see them in kind of live action things. If any, did any of you watch Mr. Magoo? I did. I used to love Mr. Magoo. So yeah, you know, the, the old guy has no idea what he's getting himself into. Um, just classic silly stuff was voiced by Jim Backus. That's the same guy that was Thurston Howell on Gilligan's Island. Yep. For those who don't know, Gilligan's Island is a very old TV show. <laughs> for, the younger gener- for the younger generation who doesn't know it, it was a very good TV show. But yeah. I'm Stop dead. looking at me, Delvin. I know what uh, Gilligan's Island is. I used to watch it with my grandparents, okay? Thank you I very don't believe much. You. I don't believe you at all. Uh, my bulldog's name is Thurston. Nice. Yeah, he drinks a lot of water. Bite me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like you guys more and more every time I hear these little things. <laughs> Delvin and I never disappoint. <laughs> yeah, I, I will agree with that. What about Yogi Bear? Were you guys kind of Yogi Bear guys? Hey, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. Hey, hey, boo-boo. getting us a picnic basket. <laughs> Gotta get a picnic basket from the ranger. Now, I love Yogi Bear. Now that was kind of Boo an Boo. interesting thing. Yeah, Boo Boo was great. Um, Boo Boo. Um, um, Don Messick voiced uh, yes. Boo Boo, and uh, he also did Droopy. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. I actually like Droopy. Droopy yeah. was cool. When did that style of arranging cartoons change? Because, I mean, we were talking about that, the fractured fairy tales, and Yogi Bear was the same way. You got multiple cartoons in the same cartoon, little snippets of stories. When did they start phasing that out in favor of, like, an entire 30-minute episode? Probably around the filmmaking generation. Well, Animaniacs still does it, or well, did it back yeah, in the yeah. early 90s. I don't know if the new one is going to do it, but I do know Animaniacs did it. They had Pinky in the Brain. They All had right. the Good Feathers. Yeah. And that was what? 90s. 90s. Yeah, mid 90s. Was that Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard to believe that he had his hand in something like that. They kind of went back to the well with that in terms of making cartoon episodes shorter. Like 
this generation cartoon shows are a lot shorter. Like Adventure Time episodes are average like 10, 15 minutes. Teen Titan goes 10, 15 minutes. So instead of getting one episode, you get two short, shorter episodes each time they show it. So it's interesting how that works out, how they kind of change that format. You don't really get the 30-minute cartoon shows anymore like you used to. But you do get things like you're just talking about. They're doing the Animaniacs again. They're bringing it back. A lot of these shows are so cyclical. Uh, they can't they can't let them go, you know, whether they're successful or not. It's really kind of strange. I mean, I'm thinking about it. I was looking at some of the stuff from the newer things. I saw, oh, look, Sabrina. Well, of course, they got the live action Sabrina, but they also got the animated Sabrina, a couple of animated Sabrinas. And then, of course, you got the live action Sabrina before that. But you had another animated Sabrina. It goes all the way back to the 1960s. There was an animated Sabrina show. Well, I think that's probably because most parents now are like us and they can't get past their old cartoons. So they just figure, hey, let's just remake them again for these kids so the parents can watch it with these kids and Unfortunately, as a parent who does that sometimes, nine times out of ten, those cartoons aren't as good as the originals. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have the same flair to it. Like, um, with there, there are some exceptions. Like, I've watched the old Ninja Turtles cartoon show with my son and stuff, and he loves that one. Then I watched the one from 2012 cartoon show with him, and he loves that one, too, because they're both just as good for different reasons. So it does work out sometimes, but for the most part, no. Nah, it's not a really good or is the reason is that they're better. is the reason that they're being remade is because no one has any original ideas. Amen. I think that plays with it. I think that plays into it, but I think also that um the original ideas don't get pushed and don't get watched enough. Like one of my favorite shows that came out this past generation that's a cartoon show is called Infinity Train. It is a fantastic cartoon show. It's on I think the, the, they put all the seasons on HBO Max. Each episode is like 10, 15 minutes. I highly recommend if you oh. watch with your kids or not. Infinity Train right. is an incredible show. Infinity Train. That's that's the one where there are six cars. Each is a different color. And when you assemble them all, you dance to 70s music. <laughs> close. No? Close, close. What, the plot of it is that um, Oops. there's this train that travels just in this different, I guess, environment. I, I want to say like another, like an a, a, a infinite realm. And people who have problems get transported to this train and they have to go through each section of the train and to get the number down on their arm until they fully solve their problems. It, it can be different problems. Like it can be, they can have issues with depression and stuff like that. And they have to go through the train, each part of the train to figure out why are they feeling depressed or why what's causing them to have these issues? Huh. And once and they can't get out the train until they solve the problem. And the more bad things they do on the train, the further their number goes up. So there are certain people who stay on the train because they don't want they're trying to escape their problems. So they just keep doing bad stuff so their number can keep staying up so they can stay on the train for eternity. It's purgatory. Yes, pretty much. The train's like purgatory. And, wh and oh, where is this? Where and what channel is this on? It's on Cartoon Network, but they moved to the HBO Max. Oh, you got Great HBO show. Max? Yes, I do. Okay, well, I'm going to need your uh, username and password, please. Oh, and give it out to all the listeners. 
<laughs> well, you can you can DM me that. <laughs> what about you, Richard? What's one of the older classics that kind of sticks with you for that, or maybe a little before our time? Well, uh, the first movie that I ever saw in in the in a movie theater uh, was Smurfs and the Magic Flute. Now that movie, I, I think, came out in the seventies. I'm not that old. It was something that they had put back into the theaters for people to watch at one of the local theaters. But that was the first one. But we would always get up to watch uh, Smurfs really early in the morning. That was that was our jam, amongst other things. Smurfs was great. I seem to remember hearing something that the the original source material, all the Smurfs were actually uh, dead children. Kind of. Kind of grim. Oh. That's dark. <laughs> Something that told me somebody about the yeah. It's like the the actual story that began with the Smurfs was nothing how it no. turned out for kids because it was so creepy. It's probably a really good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting fact: the Smurfs was the first video game I've ever, ever played. Mm. Nice. It was on ColecoVision. Didn't know what it was. My granddad had a ColecoVision in his house. Said, hey, go play this ColecoVision. The game that was in it was the Smurfs. I'm quite sure that game was not good now. But I remember playing that game for hours on end. It's memories. So one of my favorite shows kind of had a couple of different incarnations. I wonder if you guys kind of watched the same things. Now, my favorite version of it, partly due to the time frame and partly because all the newer ones are not as good. And I will argue this all day long. But uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends was kind of one of my ones that I would watch all the time. But, I mean, Spider-Man actually also had a cartoon all the way back in 67 that was like a a Peter Souls uh, voice didn't. He's he's even done a bunch of the video games with Spider-Man in it. I mean, you'll you'll hear his voice and go, yeah, that's Spider-Man. But uh, did you guys uh, get into that sort of a thing? Like you, Lindsay, were you you a, a, a Firestar person? (laughs) <laughs> not really no oh. I loved it of course you did Delvin <laughs> yes I did more of an Spider-Man. Iceman person I love Spider-Man and his amazing friends it was such a staple in my house watching that show and it was one of the first times you really looked at Marvel shows and took them seriously even though kinetically Firestorm uh, wasn't part of them and Peter Parker and Iceman didn't go to college together and become roommates and start this fantastical team, but it was cool to see those characters on the screen together. And to add to that, that show was a perfect counter to the Super Friends. Mm -hmm. They're in college. They have the same apartment that turns into their secret base. (laughs) All the walls spin around into computer equipment. (laughs) All I can think about going back is like, Boy, the people next door just must hate them. <laughs> yeah, and then and they all they all stayed in the same dorm room. Yeah. Note that two of them are guys, one of them is a girl. This was just okay with everybody. I don't think Firestar was dating anyone, <laughs> but she was just living there. It's Three's Company, just kind of switched around yeah. a little bit. Now, uh, Iceman, that was Frank Welker, like the. If I if I ever wanted to meet a voice actor that, that worked in the industry, Everything. that is the dude that I would love to meet. Yeah, Megatron, right? That's a good one. Yeah, Megatron, Galvatron. 
because the person I want to meet is Peter Cullen. <laughs> Optimus Prime. <laughs> oh, so let me ask you guys this. One of the, one of the reasons I kind of wanted to talk to uh, talk to everyone about this is I wanted to get your your thoughts, your perspectives on kind of one of the aspects of Saturday morning cartoons that that I feel is kind of missing now. We were talking about this, how Saturday morning cartoons are not really present in the same way. I mean, you had the Saturday morning cartoons, you had the after school cartoons, and then it was eventually just kind of the after school cartoons. And then you had to have the channels to watch the cartoons that you wanted to watch. And then it was all day, maybe, depending upon what was playing. It feels like it's kind of one of those things that was a shared experience, something that everybody could have regardless of geographical separation because we all had the same cartoons that we were watching for the most part with some overlap here and there, but it was something that could bind people together at least in one small way that it doesn't feel like exists in the same way. What do you think, Lindsay? I agree. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I just think cartoons nowadays, like I, I think, kids um who aren't exposed to like the cartoons like we grew up with or even cartoons beforehand i th- i think the parents are really doing them an injustice because it is our cartoons are just you know a lot of the things that they did in our cartoons i mean you can't get away with that stuff nowadays um and unfortunately like looney tunes for example mm. i mean there would be somebody out there crying the fact that you know, the Wiley Coyote was being, you know, done wrong by the Roadrunner. And, you know, Elmer Fudd shouldn't be hunting rabbits. Um, I mean, they already want to take, you know, the gun away from Yosemite Sam. It's like oh. Yosemite Sam has two guns. That's I mean, point. like, you know why are you trying to ruin things i i guess and it's just there's a lot of things looney tunes can't do today like oh i know i know bugs dressing in drag every episode (laughs) would not be acceptable today at all Uh, well i mean if you're going to give somebody uh, a massage with your feet on top of their head it makes sense to be in a dress while you're doing it it's just it it melds it's it's (laughs) kind of perfect (laughs) what do you think richard well i think with looney tunes you really got you got one of those one of those things we talked about earlier which was a cartoon and a cartoon right so that you had multiples and there was different stories and different characters and different characters involved with different stories uh I, i mean i really that was such a simple one um you know in terms of what people said and did in that particular cartoon, there was nothing crazy about it, but it was just fun to watch. Um, I was more, I was more of a Tom and Jerry fan, uh, which was even less talking. It was just what was going on on the screen with very little, you know, kids today could never watch that because there was no, there's no talking. Right. And it's so violent in the the yeah so so violent of the giant hammer falling on you know a dog or a mouse or whatever so it's 
it's just weird how those things to us are just so silly but those parents today that would that would deem that as like oh my gosh that's just so bad were the same ones that watched it when they were little so i don't understand where their temperament came from over the last 20 30 years maybe they're watching too much stuff on their facebook page or something I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a lack of context. <clears throat> maybe, or maybe context isn't the right word. Maybe it's a, a lack of comparative horror. Uh, thinking about when some of these original cartoons came out, I mean, we had World War One, World War Two, uh, Vietnam War. There were there were majorly heavy things going on that took the attention that were super um, serious and would be. Um, you needed kind of levity and anything from that is kind of good. We don't have that right now. I mean, we, we have engagements, but we haven't had a, a conflict that has had that same kind of representation uh, in, in our current time frame. And so because of that, well, the attention maybe is a little overly focused on, on other areas, possibly. We'll just think of some possibly. of the toys back then too. You know, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is a is a toy that came out that was this big thing that you could buy guns and you could buy all this, you know, let's call them cool because they were cool things, especially for kids back then. And then in our turn, in our time, G.I. Joe came back even more. It was, it was even stronger with guns and planes and tanks and explosions and TV shows and stuff like that. Like those types of shows, you know, you don't put on a, a public, a public TV station right now, right? It goes on a cable only, or it goes on a subscription only thing, and it just changes the per- perception of things a little bit. And I don't know, I maybe am I desensitized by those things at my old age because. None of those things ever bothered me, ever offended me, ever scared me. None of those things ever had that type of negative effect on me. Uh, maybe they did, and, and being desensitized to those types of things is a bad, is a bad thing. But you're, you're. It's just the way that I think when we were our younger growing up, the way we grew up and the things we did are just like anybody will tell you, just so different from what they are for our kids that are growing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, our cartoons were way better. Yes. And to steer the ship back away into the more... <laughs> that went more serious than I intended it to. Mm. How, how I, I, have a fun, I have a fun question for you guys then. Woohoo! Okay. Oh, God. What's the obscure cartoon show you used to watch when growing up? Or maybe on, have to be on, no, it doesn't necessarily have to be on Saturday mornings, but obscure, obscure cartoon show you used to watch that people probably don't know about. Hmm. There are levels of obscure. I'm going to let you guys uh, go first, though. Let's I let, have a couple of them. Let's, let's, let, let's let you start while everybody else thinks, and then, then okay. we'll come around. I'm, I'm going to come up with three right now. All right. One you may know, two you probably don't know. One is Pro Stars. You ever heard of Pro Stars? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, this these these cartoon shows are all around the same time frame where they were getting celebrities saying, "Hey, we're going to make a cartoon show of you. You don't only have to show up for just one episode, 
let me record 15 minutes of work, and we're just going to do the rest. <laughs> and Pro Stars was when they got Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, yep. and Bo Jackson and made a cartoon show out of them. And they were like crime-fighting superheroes <laughs> and foot, football, basketball, and hockey players. It was weird. I think it lasted only one season, but back did, then, one did season was like ghost? Did they have a ghost involved? They may have. It's been huh. so long. I just remember very wide shoulders. Yes, that was Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I gotta look. I gotta look this up now. What what is it called? Pro Stars. And Michael Jordan. This was like during the height of Michael Jordan, and you could tell he got paid the most because I think he only said one line during the whole show, <laughs> and that was and that was it. Somebody gotta get my Pro Stars, and that was it. Here's your bag <laughs> of money. <laughs> Yes, everybody else think Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson had to show up on more of the episodes, and Michael Jordan was literally never there. Yeah, I probably would have avoided it too. Yeah, that's one of them. All right. The second one. I don't know if you guys remember this. You remember the movie House Party? Are you about to go yeah. kid and play? Yes. <laughs> kid and play cartoon show. That it had good. nothing to do with the actual movie House Party. Nope. Nope. But to piggyback off of House Party, they gave Kid and Play a cartoon show. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I hadn't actually seen House Party, but I saw the show and it's like, who who are they? There's, I could see that there were, there were supposed to be understanding and familiarity and it wasn't there. So after about five to 10 minutes, it's like, yeah, let's change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird because it was like a music hip hop show and stuff, and it was kid and play, kind of being teens. I think they were in a pizza shop or something like that. It was so weird because yeah. it was just a weird music cartoon show. It was cool as a young black kid seeing black characters in a black neighborhood and stuff like that. And but that, it was also very weird because house party wasn't for kids. No, no, <laughs> at all. And they were fairly they were uh, uh, less stereotypical. I mean, yes. it was playing off of the, the movie, sort of, but they had fully fleshed out personalities and it wasn't, it wasn't something that would make you kind of cringe, which was, which was nice. Yes. And my third one, you may, you may definitely know this one, but it's just so weird. Hammerman. I, have you ever seen this? I don't think I saw Have you ever that. heard of this? I, th I have. I knew you did, Lindsay. I kind of figured you did. MC Hammer had a cartoon show. How did I miss that? Called Hammerman, where he became a superhero when he put on these magic <laughs> talking shoes. Did they help him fight bankruptcy? <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing these shoes did not help him fight. Oh. But it was an actual show that lasted, I think, two seasons. Hammerman. Man, I, MC's Hammer's Prime. I miss MC Hammer. I do too. God, he was good. Oh, okay. How, how about we go to Richard? What's what's a, what's a deep cut for you? Well, did anybody watch uh, Tasmania? I love Tasmania. Great show. Why don't you get yourself a nice cup of iced tea? <laughs> a nice tall glass of OJ. <laughs> OJ. It didn't last very long. It, it, it wasn't very many episodes, no. but it was, you, you take a character that is, you know, a, a, definitely like a lower tier character 
and then you show you make a show completely about that character and the character's family and the character's family is not like what you would expect at all based on the character that you've been presented and it's great the dad is bing crosby great it's just yes it was just hilarious i don't know it didn't last very long but i enjoyed that one <laughs> what about fantastic show what about uh um i i feel like snorks went on for quite some time but i don't know if that was quite popular it, it lasted for quite a few years but wasn't it a spinoff of the smurfs or something like that Yes. Well, it's the same production company, if I remember correctly, and they had crossover. But I, I don't think they started in the Smurfs. They just kind of did the whole thing that they do. It's like, well, we want to make the Smurfs, but orange with weird things on their head and in the water. So and let's in the have, water. Yes. have one episode where they're going to do stuff together. And if you like the one, you'll come over to us. Eh. Yeah. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I remember watching and enjoying i remember nothing about the the cartoon and i could tell you none of the characters names um but it's just for some reason it's one of those that just stands out to me that i definitely watched and remember if it if it tells you anything about how good it was i remember absolutely nothing about it (laughs) (laughs) what about you Lindsay? All right. Well, one of them, I found out what it was. It's not uh, Pro Stars. I thought it was the same one, but it's actually the Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, that's a great wow. show. <laughs> that just show, the first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell am I watching? What is going on? I never saw yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, what is. No idea. No it's idea. It's an adult swim. Yeah. It's an adult swim. It's great. Tell me it has somebody doing his voice. No, like, it's like actually Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. that sounds like a wonderful train wreck. It's, it, it's actually it, Mike it Tyson, and it's a comedy sh- show. It's uh, really good. Well, he's got a he's got a casino and hotel opening up in, um, I think it's uh, Nevada. The only reason I know it is because I live in Hollywood now, and you see billboards all around. Of course, there's no S's in the name of the, you know... <laughs> casino at all probably a good thing does he did he uh he's got a a uh a line of cannabis products now right doesn't he 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 has like his own farm and his own products yeah yeah i don't think that has an s in it either (laughs) (laughs) oh okay so one of the other cartoons i remember and i used to love this is called the oblongs i remember oblongs you remember the oblongs? I don't it was know that this one. um it was like this hoity toity rich community that ended up getting like uh a toxic waste poured on them so they were all deformed and stuff. Right. I don't remember much about it but I know it was only on for two seasons and I absolutely love the cartoon. I forgot about that show. Oh. It's a pretty good show. That was that yes. was a weird one. But but was that on. a cartoon network one also? Uh, it was it at first it was on the uh, CW and then it ended up being on Cartoon Network. Yes. Okay. So, all right. How about um, let's go easy. Uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. One of my favorite cartoon shows ever. Uh, of it, course it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun one. <laughs> it's fun. super great. And they never really, if I remember correctly, it had one of the most. 
uh, agonizing endings of any uh, kids show that I ever watched. Like, oh, they're going to go home. Wait, they're not. And there's no next season. What happened? I have something interesting to tell you about it. And I'm happy you brought this up. One of my friends messaged me on Twitter. Wolfie. He messaged me on Twitter. And apparently, if you buy the... Yeah, if you buy, I don't know if you guys knew this. If you buy the DVD of Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show, they have the last episode on there. Whoa! They, but it's only an audio recording of it because they never did the, the animation for it and stuff like that. Somebody went out and animated the final episode of Dungeons and Dragons and put it on YouTube. <sighs> That's awesome. So if you go on YouTube right now, you can find a full episode, the final episode of Dungeons and Dragons fully acted out by the original voice artist looking like the show. It is great. That does sound kind of wonderful. I forgot the whole premise of that one was that they got transported into a whole different realm and they're trying to just get back home. Yeah, they, they got on the Dungeons and Dragons ride. The ride actually transported them to the world of Dungeons and Dragons. And they're trying to, each episode, they're trying to find a way home. And Venger is trying to stop them from getting home because he wants their weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's good. And uh, uh, didn't Welker do Tiamat's voice? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Tiamat the Dragon. Because so, yeah. <laughs> he was in everything. Um, oh, okay, I've got one, and it's crossover Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling. I used to love that show too. <laughs> So Lindsay sitting here is like, oh my god, these guys. <laughs> I, I tell you, like I when I say I am a cartoon encyclopedia, I've watched most of all the cartoon shows that ever existed. Like Rockin' Wrestling, I used to watch all the time. It it was so old, it played Hulk Hogan's old theme song. Oh yeah, before he got the um, I'm a real American. Yeah. It, huh. Well, Mr. T had a cartoon right around that time, too. And yes, he did. That one was... Way so, better. But still so bad it was good kind of a thing. So I was like, yes. well, we need Mr. T. We need some, some kids to hang around this large guy with chains and just be his... his. But they have to meld. I know. We'll have one of the kids dressed just like him. Oh, <laughs> just, I will say this. And this goes back to what Lizzie said earlier. Mike Tyson Mysteries is based off of Mr. T. 100%. <laughs> the, same, the same concept. Mike Tyson, a kid, a ghost, and a pigeon are trying to solve crimes and mysteries in a van. Oh, hey, awesome. Delvin, please yeah. tell me for one Halloween you'll dress up as Mr. T. I'm down to do that. Because I'm, I, as y'all are sitting here talking, I'm just envision, envisioning you dressed up as Mr. T. I don't know why. I have enough people. Somebody could be the pigeon and someone could be the little kid. <laughs> the whole group. Well, I'm the youngest, so I'll be the little kid. Oh. You can be the pigeon. <laughs> Why do I gotta be the pigeon? Because you're the shortest. Oh. Pigeons are dirty little buttholes. Rats with wings, yes. Yeah, yeah they, they kind of are. Um, They'll peck your eyes out here in Hollywood. Shoot them. Speaking of... Uh, Welker, I'll do one more that I watched that I always enjoyed because it was a cartoon that was based off of a television show that uh, I never really watched until 
I was much older and found out it was based on the show from significantly earlier, and that was Inspector Gadget. I always had to watch. <gasps> I loved Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I mean, it's just brain and penny, right? And 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 the, and the claws. I'll get you, Gadget. I mean, that just was perfect claw. So yeah, much fun. That was that was pretty intense. I'm gonna need you to record that for me because <laughs> yeah. I I want that as my uh, as my text tone. <laughs> well, that was based on a show. Yeah, I had no clue. It was um, um, get smart. Oh, that yeah. does make sense. I didn't know it was based off Get Smart, but that makes perfect sense now that you say that. Yeah, that was that was that was some great stuff from back in the day. All right, so now let's go into the imagine your future portion of all of the cartoons that you've watched. That there was something that you would love to see modernized or recreated. What would it be? What about you, Richard? Let's start with you. Well, there's so there's so many, and I loved I loved all the the Spider-Man iterations but they've done like no joke on disney xd they've done like 17 different versions of it and they're all slightly different and the x-men cartoon from the 90s was one of at the time the best things i could have ever watched because i loved i loved the characters i loved the quote seriousness even though it was kind of goofy but it was more as serious as you could get for a Saturday morning cartoon. But then they did different iterations of an X-Men cartoon as well that just never quite panned out. And I kind of feel like some of those, like an X-Men, but like a a legit X-Men cartoon, um, they would would pan out, would would do really well. Um, They've done... Avengers cartoons, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is a really, really excellent, excellent two season long series of events that happens. And then they did Avengers ones after that, just just kind of blah. They they were okay. They were more kiddie and childish, but Earth's Mightiest Heroes were more adult themed, but for kids as well. So some of those comic book characters with some of their favorite groups, I think would, I'd love to see done better, um, more for not, not for 10 year olds, but they don't have to be for me either. They could just be at, for a more not so childish themed audience. If that makes sense. What about you? Delvin? One of my shows I wanted to come back modernized already came back, and that's uh, Transformers. The Transformers series on Netflix is basically based off of Generation 1, and it's a more serious take on it, so I'm happy with that. But if I was to pick a show besides that to for them to modernize, it's going to have to be Batman the Animated Series. I, I feel like it's revolutionary. I feel like you could take that same art style and bring it in today, and it will still look impressive, and people will still watch it the same way and enjoy it. One of the best cartoon series of all time. It was fantastic. It didn't dumb itself down for kids, and it always told serious, interesting stories that everybody can watch and enjoy. I, I love Batman animated series. It's one of my favorite cartoon shows ever. Like that and Transformers on the shows. Nice. All right, Lindsay, 
What about you? So mine's not going to be for kids. It's going to be purely, purely selfish because I did love this show when it was out. Duckman. Yeah. Great show. And it needs to stay like the animation style needs to stay. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm really excited that they're bringing back Animaniacs. And I'm really excited that they're bringing back Animaniacs with all the original voice actors. Like, I, I hate it when they remake or, you know, they reboot something and they don't use anybody from the original. It just kind of takes away from it. So it's really exciting to see that they're doing that. And in the fact that it's going to be on Hulu, I'm not as worried that they're going to take away from, you know, the vulgarness of Animaniacs. Um, so that's exciting. So I'd like to see them do the same thing with Duckman. Uh, Duckman was an amazing cartoon back in the day. I loved it. Um, even though I was like 10 years old when it came out, I probably was too young to be watching it, but you know, yep. but yeah, my vote would be Duckman. I like it. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> I've had a hankering for something slightly different. I would like to see G.I. Joe brought back in one of two ways. Either make it extraordinarily serious and have it be kind of a commentary on the current uh, geopolitical landscape and what your place is in defending a country when you may or may not agree with all of everything that it does, when it puts you into ethical questions, and then just watch people lose their minds when they watch it the first time. (laughs) I would love that. Not what I expected. Or go completely the other way, 1960s Batman, because they could never hit each other with anything in the original show and just have them be completely oblivious to everything that's happening. Kind of not not Archer style, but closer to that kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, approach to it would be so much fun. Yeah. I, I like that answer. And I, I say that because watching the new Transformers series that's on Netflix, it's Siege, it is dark. It is violent. <laughs> like, and I was watching it with my son. And someone, like, I think the first episode, Mistake. someone gets, gets murdered. And he's like, holy crap. I'm like, yeah, they're getting down. They have no problem with killing off Transformers at all in brutal and violent ways. I'm like, this is awesome. This is amazing. Well, that goes back to, you know, your love of the, the Transformers, the movie. I yes. mean, they just started wiping out all your favorites in that one with no regard whatsoever. And that's one of the reasons that that, movie was so good is that it just took everything up a notch so yeah I could, yeah that's right r- the right direction to go on well, some of it's kind of a running joke too my son is a huge transformers fan and one of his favorite characters always dies early every time it's like Ironhide. he loves Ironhide. oh always dies <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. uh it's kind of a kind of a sad thing, but at the same time, uh, it, it kind of uh, kind of matches everything else. If if he starts to like a character in any show, you can lay money down that one of two things will happen: either it will die or turn evil. One of the two. Yes. I know we were watching the like the the Shield television show, and you can guess which character he liked in the first season <laughs> the most. <laughs> Like, what do you mean he's Hydra? Uh, yeah. But uh, 
Oh yeah, so that's that's that is some definite good stuff. Um, all right, well let's go let's go in a slightly different direction. So you're already Lindsay, you are going to be doing some 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 work with with some superheroics. How are you going to approach? What what is going to be your source of inspiration for doing the voice that you're going to do for the show? Um. Probably like because I'm gonna. Ha I'm glad this is over Zoom because I don't. I'm not gonna have anything thrown at me or anything <laughs> like that. But you know, I've never seen um, the Supergirl um, show. Um, I I have seen you know like Teen Titans and and stuff like that. But in the Teen Titans, I don't ever remember seeing Supergirl. So, but I have seen Smallville. So I think, you know, you, you do get to meet her in, in a little bit in Smallville. So I think that that's probably um, I have a chance to really put my own take on the character myself. Um, and so I'm probably going to watch a couple episodes of Supergirl um, just to kind of get my head around it and everything. But I think I'm just going to bring my own personality to to her um because watching smallville with clark kent i mean he was he was such a goody two-shoes and I, i'm i'm so sorry but he was until yeah. obviously the red kryptonite so i don't know i don't know if i want Clara to be you know miss goody two-shoes you know i, I kind of want her to be a little bit of a badass that's always a, a good thing if you're going for if you're going for more of the badass approach um, I don't know if there's a great source material for that. I, I, I've watched uh, nearly all of the Supergirl television show. I have a few episodes left to finish, and it's I, I like it. It's a little inconsistent uh, in its writing, yes. uh, which makes it, I, I feel, difficult to, to have the characters have the chance to really develop in a um, natural sort of a way. But uh, uh, Melissa ben Benoit? lost i'm terrible yeah, something like that. yeah. her Me. approach was was very very concerned big sister kind of is 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 the the feel that i got from that but if you want kind of the the badass take in a slightly different way but still have that kind of shinier sheen go back to the old uh what, 1984 supergirl movie i mean she had kind of a a a no nonsense approach to things, and that's kind of kind of fun. Uh, or yeah. the, the Justice League uh, delved a little bit into some darker look at Power Girl instead of uh, Supergirl. She definitely yeah. had some some really fun stuff. Well, she was um, kind of a. Uh, she wasn't very nice in Smallville. I mean, she really didn't give a crap about the humans and stuff like that in Smallville. So I want to take a little bit of that, but also a little bit of. Um, you know, the concerned big sister kind of thing and, and just kind of make my own, just make the part my own. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to have to go into fantasy for the rest of it. I mean, if you fellas got to voice uh, a part for, for any sort of animated uh, show, who would you be? What about you? Uh, I'm sure you've got an immediate answer, Delvin. 
That's hard. Um, who I'd want to be and who I'd be good for is probably two different things. I, I think honestly, I'd make a good Falcon. I think I'd be a solid Falcon. I can see that. <laughs> a South Falcon or a War Machine. If they like, if they had to make um a Captain America Winter Soldier cartoon show based off of Falcon being Captain America, I think I I can do a good job at that. Probably him or Static Shock or somebody like that. That was a fun show. That was a fun comic. I mean, of all the milestone stuff, that was the best one. I mean, it makes sense. It's the one that lasted, but yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Or, or better yet, Miles Morales is dead. I think I'll do a good job of doing that voice. That'd be good. See you a cyborg. Oh. That could work. That could probably work. Or, uh, I had a good booyah. Uh, maybe uh, I, I was I was going to go with more of a like a Mr. Miracle, possibly. That could be cool, too. I like Mr. Miracle. Uh, what about you, Richard? Probably more somebody that's more obscure in a certain sense where it's not a main character, but it's a character that shows up like repeatedly all the time <clears throat> as the superheroes are pummeling or getting pummeled. This person shows up and it's just like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. Like the lowest tier superhero that you can find that just shows up all the time. Uh, I don't know who exactly that would be, but um, Mr. Gold, I, Booster's a good Mr. one. Gold, but he can be he really has he, that bravado. You he know, does, he does the but foolish bravado. Which he can is, be serious though. You can tell if he's going to be like non-serious, have him be one of the Great Lakes Avengers. Mm. Yeah. GLA. You could be Flatman. Isn't one named Boss Man or something like that? Uh, that was from He Man. One is, uh, <laughs> yeah, one is Doorman, uh, whose special ability is to stand in front of an object, and you can pass through him to pass through the other side. Uh, there is Mister Immortal. Uh, guess what his power is? Uh, <laughs> I could do that. Just uh, repeatedly, just get pummeled but never die. Uh, Big Bertha. <laughs> Uh, also, not exactly the most um, appropriate may not be the, the 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 right word, but it wouldn't go over so well in a lot of circles right now. Who is a supermodel that turns into a very very large woman? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's her. That could be a problem. Yeah, just just a little bit. Occasionally, Squirrel Girl is is there. On, on. We were talking about Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I, I told Lindsay about Squirrel Girl. I want to play Squirrel Girl if they ever make a movie. Yeah, that would go over she was really in, well. She was in one of the Spider-Man animated shows on uh, Disney XD. Oh, I missed that. She was she was yeah. part of the um, the team. She was part of the lineup. Yeah, it's called. I can't remember. You can find it on Disney Plus. Yep. They did like a after they did all the Avengers shows and stuff like that. They did Black Panther's Panther's Quest, which is excellent. And then they did like a show highlighting all the younger women Marvel characters and Squirrel Girls. And it's pretty cool, actually. Nice. Can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Marvel Rising. Hmm. Yes. I'm going to yep. take a look the, at that. The, they were shorter, shorter episodes for sure. Um, I, th- I, thought, I thought they had her in a couple episodes of one of the Spider-Man series where they had... Basically, they had a Spider-Man team, and it was 
like various people, very like Luke Cage was part of the team, and uh, yeah, Ultimate Spider Man, Ultimate. But but then after the first season or like the end of the second season, they brought in some more characters, and Squirrel Girl's one of those characters. I thought, yes, that was um the season season three. They called like Ultimate Spider Man: The New Warriors, something like that. Yeah, yep, yep, hmm. yep. So it it evolved for sure. Uh, just it's it's good. It's a, a fun mental exercise. I always wanted to be a villain. That's that's if I had the chance to voice anybody, I would I would love to to voice some sort of a villain. Maybe like um know, like a Desaad or something. No, a Doc Side. Oh yeah, that would work. Doc Ock would work. Doc Ock would work. I think um maybe Doom would be cool. Who? Doctor Doom. Oh, Doctor Doom. It's like you said Doom. I immediately thought of a guy in green in, in, armor shooting demons. <laughs> I thought you were going to say MF Doom. <laughs> oh, it's 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 the the the, the rigors of uh, the time of evening and uh, and uh, certain uh, liquids imbibed. I think is is starting to take their toll. <laughs> Practice now. They called me Doorman. Oh well, I I think I I think that this may have to be something we revisit. I mean, it, this has just uh, got so much gold to mine, and I'd even talk about some of the stuff that I had dug up or the love of certain people like Christopher Collins. I mean, how can I have yes. my childhood without Starscream and Cobra Commander being that voice? You know uh, who would be a great guest to have on the show to talk about that type of stuff? Who would that be? He does a, he does a show called Knowing It's Half the Podcast. His name is Rake Stikanis. Hmm. It's a G.I. Joe podcast where he does nothing but talk with his friends and talks about nothing but G.I. Joe episodes and other cartoon shows like Wayne Head and stuff like that. It's a really great podcast. Nice. Are are the, I'll mess with Does them. anybody remember the cartoon Stripperella? Yes. Of course. Pamela Anderson. Of course, of course, you know that cartoon, Delvin. Of course, you do that cartoon, Lindsay. Hush your mouth, Delvin. <laughs> this is this is a friendly environment, and nobody is going to get upset. Uh, <laughs> no, that was uh, that was HBO, wasn't it? When it came out, was that right? Something like that. I'm trying to no, remember. it was Spike TV. Spike, right? When Spike was trying to be all, we're going to get nothing but shows for men. <laughs> so, they, oh. so they just had nothing but UFC, Stripperella, and like wrestling. That, that's okay. probably they why he didn't watch other things. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, wasn't that the channel that had uh, the show A Thousand Ways to Die? Oh, oh yeah, it did right. have that too. And I love that show. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. I know it's not a cartoon. But I love that show. Spike TV just was something back then. They were, woo. Yeah. What is Spike, Spike TV now? Is there um, Spike TV? They somebody else bought it and changed it to something else. The That's what I was thinking. What it was. Is it F F F X X or something now? <laughs> it it might be that. I think at one point it was. I can't remember now. I gotta look it up because I'm fascinated what it what it became. Yeah, that that is uh It's it's what I'm getting is Paramount Network. That's what it is. Oh yeah. And before sure, that it was something that. weird. Yeah. TNN. 
Oh, yeah. right. TNN. Right. <clears throat> which is like a country network. Turner, Turner, uh, something. Turner something. News Network. Is that what yeah. TNN? I thought that. Yeah, because they went was. from the Nashville Network to the National Network to the new TNN to Spike TV to Spike, and then it's Paramount Network yeah. now. I remember it being TNN yeah. because and it, being, it being a country network because they played TNA wrestling on TNN. Right. Okay, so it stands for the new, the Nashville Network. Yes. We'll go with that. <laughs> well, I got to say uh, thank you so much for both of you coming on and hanging out for an hour and talking about cartoons and just geeking out for a little bit and making things uh, fun. Uh, don't forget to check out the Delvin Cox experience. If you get a chance, he's always got some good guests to talk to and is, is always a lot of fun. And I hear that Lindsay will be back on podcasting, uh, <laughs> somewhat soon. One day. <laughs> One day. Sometime in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know the way 2020 is going. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a little dark but of course you can find all of us on twitter uh and uh the most important thing to remember out of all of this is to help support us on the platforms that help us do what we do delvin cox has a patreon site where you can support him and get exclusive content we have a patreon site where for just one dollar a month you can help support us as we uh get new equipment and uh, attempt to elevate Go to the next level. And we're going to have some neat stuff, I swear, eventually coming up on that. I have a, a tech person. Uh-oh, Lindsay's got her hand up. Yes? I don't have a Patreon, but you can send me cash anyways via pay, uh, PayPal, <laughs> Venmo, you know, Zelle. I, I, I take all major credit cards, too. <laughs> Checks, Definitely. as long as they're good. I prefer cold, hard cash, but, you know. I, I keep telling someone to get a cash app, but they don't listen to me, so that's on them. <laughs> I have I have Venmo. What are you talking about? A Cash App, and I have cash, PayPal. Cash App is way easier. Okay, uh, so now we know what our next debate is going to be. What are the best apps in order to try and squeeze as much dollars out of everybody as you possibly can? <laughs> yes, just need a Lindsey Gray QR code that we can put up. That's right. People That's scan right. it. Bingo. Done. But I'm so going to figure out how to make one. Oh. Cash App, dork. Don't you dork me. (laughs) Fine, Cash App. I'll I'll Google this or whatever. Uh, Good stuff. I love you guys. But until next time, uh, keep on listening and uh, keep your eyes out. we got some really good stuff coming up, some interesting people to talk to, and we will see you next time. Bye.